And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Welcome to Greenlight Reviews. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. Today, Ann, we're going to review a film, a sci-fi film or a futuristic film, mm-hmm. if you will, called In Time. Okay. It is set in a time in the future mm-hmm. where everyone lives to the age of 25. Right. And then everyone is given one more year of mm-hmm. time in which to live and possibly collect more time. So that they can keep living. Exactly. That's right. But of course, everybody stops aging at the age of 25 so everybody in this film looks (laughs) looks young and of course beautiful you know which is very interesting especially one guy at the very beginning of the film who confesses that he is 105 years old but he looks much younger than my son so okay (laughs) fine now Justin Timberlake plays Will Solace he lives in one of the poorer sections of town and he has no way to increase his life expectancy until he meets this 105 year old guy who decides it's time for him to die, and he somehow gives Will Salas a hundred years more to live. That was a nice gift. It was a very nice (laughs) gift. So Salas realizes that the people that live around him, the poor people, need time too. So he decides to work his way into one of the rich sections of town Mm -hmm. to steal some more minutes. Right. And then he's going to take that time and go back to his neighbors and his friends and so on and distribute that time to them. And I think one of the more interesting ideas in this film, and there aren't that many, but I did like this one, that the poor people who live in Justin Timberlake's district, they have to take menial jobs in order to earn time. They are paid in minutes instead of cash. Right. But then when they go to the store to buy groceries or they have to pay rent or they have to get on the local transportation and they have to come up with bus fare, they do it by giving up time. time. And they keep track of how much time they have left by checking their arm clocks, which is kind of an LED printout of exactly how much time they have left. Yes. I have to be honest, during the movie, I was checking my watch, my arm clock, to see how much more time this movie was going to carry on because I wanted to go home about midway through. I'm sorry, everybody. This was not a very good movie at all. I didn't enjoy anything about this movie yet. Oh, it was silly. It was not only silly, and of course, I'm not really into sci-fi, so I have to make well, that apology in the beginning, but it's so much like so many other films I agree with seen. you. I agree with you. This is an old flick, and by old, I mean trite. For those of you who aren't old enough to remember, there was a genius by the name of Rod Serling, and there was a brilliant show that he created called Twilight Zone. The premise of this two-hour movie in time could have and should have been a half-hour show done for Twilight Zone and written and directed by Rod Serling because that's really all that this premise lends itself to. It's really not enough for this film to be stretched out over two hours. It was hokey. And the writer-director, Andrew Nichol, he's not a bad director by any stretch, but as a writer, uh uh-oh, he drags out every single time pun and adage that you've ever heard. Don't waste my time, my time of day. I wouldn't give you the time of... I mean, it goes on (laughs) and on and on. You know, I was waiting for him to have some guy on the street saying, hey, buddy, can you spare a time? Time. You know, I mean, it was just ghastly. That's like an old joke, you know, at a cocktail party. You get a couple of drinks in you and you make 
jokes about a word, so. Yeah, and that's part of the problem of the movie. The other main ingredient of this film was to be the love affair between Justin Timberlake and Amanda Seyfried, and unfortunately, those two actors did not generate a great deal of chemistry up on the screen, and you really had to believe that these two, who play kind of a Bonnie and Clyde deal all the way through the film, you have to believe that they really dig each other, and I just didn't get that feeling at all. Well, I didn't get that feeling either, and I think one of Amanda Seyfried's biggest problems, and it's not her fault, again, the director, she spends more than half the film running full speed for her life, wearing six-inch heels. Oh, please. Yeah, it can't happen, believe me. (laughs) I wear high heels, and those Louboutin heels that she had on were killers, that's for sure, but they would kill her because you cannot possibly lope across the screen at that rate and for those number of minutes. You know, the whole film was fairly preposterous, but again, it might have been better had the two main characters really grounded the picture, and they didn't. They ran aground of the film, unfortunately. And I think that the writer could have had so much more fun with this film had they explored the concept of ageism and the fact that the rich people have all the time in the world and so on and so forth. But as it turned out the whole idea of these two lovers running out of time and then one of them is going to die if they don't save each other by connecting their wrists in a certain way. Honestly, I just couldn't wait to get out of this film. It annoyed me. And I don't think it was hip, slick, and cool, which is what the premise of this film was supposed to be. Exactly. exactly. This was deadly dull and boring and drecky. Well, you know, I've liked Justin Timberlake and other things. I loved him, as you recall, in Friends with Benefits, and I thought he was wonderful in... Social Network. Social Network. Yes. He's not an action superstar. He is out of his league and out of his depth in this film. I didn't believe the love affair between the two of them at all. I don't think that Amanda Seyfried knew what she was doing on the set here. I think she was just, you know, running around looking beautiful, as she always does. And there were other actors that kept popping in. Alex Pettifer, Mm -hmm. who is supposedly a current heartthrob. He plays the bad guy. He steals time from people. And of course, you know he's not going to survive this movie. I hope his career does survive it, as I do everybody else's, because I think this was a real stinker. Look, the concept was interesting, as I said, for 22 minutes. The metaphor of time is money loses its punch early on. And after that, it's just one kind of joke on top of another on top of another. And I think they just really ran out out of interesting ways to tell this story. It's too bad. Really, I think had they given it a little bit more time, (laughs) they might have rewritten it and shortened up the proceedings. I think it would have been better as a 90-minute film. It just went on and on. You know, I could go on and on, but guess what? My time is up. (laughs) So I'm not going to say one more word about this movie. I'm going to red light it, and let's move on. Okay. I won't add anything to that except for saying that I am also giving it a red light. Don't waste your time on this film. Okay, two red lights for In Time. Sorry about that. We will be back shortly to review another film. We hope you will join us. Until then, my name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that you'll have plenty of time to have a good time at the movies. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. 
Oh yeah, I can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place, the sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.